0: Hi, welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malekhor. And we are going to be discussing Jack Kirby's The Hunger Dog, the conclusion of his New God saga. That was a very interesting read.
1: For sure. I got more sympathy
0: for (laughs) Darkseid. Yeah. Yeah, and I can see why. I think it's probably the most difficult comic we read as part of this project Mm -hmm. but also i think there's so much going on here it's a really fascinating kind of conclusion to everything
1: it's it was i mean it was longer but yeah it was some things were convoluted for sure but i did enjoy it at the end of it i really did enjoy it and there's some really big surprises that was like oh okay i could see where he was trying to
0: and I have, as I mentioned, I have the original graphic novel and the fourth world omnibus. And one of the things that we'll talk about is, um, I think the art is stronger in the omnibus, but maybe not as true to Kirby, which mm. is kind of this weird combination. Should we start, do you want to start talking about the backstory on it, or should we just go ahead and jump right in?
1: I'm okay with you. When we can jump from it, I love the cover. I don't know. It's interesting that the cover, I I like the cover a lot. I don't think it happens in the book. You don't see it as much, but. but, And and, uh, one of the characters on the left looks like Granny Goodness, but it's not Granny Goodness. And I had a question about him, so.
0: That's Hyman. You think he looks like Granny Goodness?
1: (laughs) Yeah, On that cover, yeah. I think he does, you're right. But do you want to maybe talk about the backstory a little bit? I'm actually going to get my uh, my omnibus, too. I, I read this book on the trade paperback that was issued a few years back, maybe two or three years ago. So that's where I went by. But I'll get my omnibus, too, to kind of take a look at it and see what the differences
0: are. So from all reports, Kirby had intended The Hunger Dogs to be his continuation of the storyline. And maybe the conclusion but he was also asked to do another conclusion that was part of the end of the baxter paper series and they had planned to have this be kind of like a volume seven i guess it would have been of that run mm-hmm. instead someone at dc got the great idea of doing this as one of their larger graphic novels and because of that kirby had to scrap some pages had to deliver some different pages make alterations to his work also, it's pretty clear that at the time he created this graphic novel, which would have been 1984 or so, he'd gone through some health problems. I think Evanier talks about how Kirby had had a stroke or mild stroke mm. or something like that, um, which really affected his, his drawing and his productivity. And also, so that's also part of the, the backstory where it just felt like um, Kirby's work was a little bit compromised also a bit bitter about the cancellation of new gods and the fourth world in general back in the 70s. uh, So much water had gone under the bridge at that point that, A, he didn't really remember his conclusion to the story because he just wasn't a man who would take extensive notes and commit to a conclusion. Part of what made Kirby such a genius was his improvisation. And then secondly, uh, so much time had gone past that whatever he had in mind originally was more or less a vague idea in his mind by that point and he had only he had to kind of do a new version of the conclusion that really fit his mindset at the time so that part of it compromised and along with that when they decided, when DC decided to ramp up the book from standard comic book size to graphic novel size, which is uh, eleven by seventeen or, or excuse me, eight and a half by eleven, instead of a standard comic size, um, Kirby had to redraw some of his art. They had to adapt some of the art, and it makes, especially in the Fourth World omnibus, it makes for this very inconsistent feel to it. Mm. So it's a very odd book from that standpoint. It's certainly not an organic conclusion in any way to the previous 11 issues of new gods the rest of the the fourth world saga but it's i think a great portrait of that snapshot in time in kirby's life and also gives a really interesting take on how the characters evolved in the intervening 12 years or so and how life had changed them there's just this incredible element of wistfulness and sadness and pain and frustration that runs throughout Hunger Dogs that I think is the spine of the book. Mm-hmm. There's tremendous action and energy to it, but there's also, like we were talking about last week, there's just a tremendous sense of loss and pain and time passing you by.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and also what could have been, you know, if, had he been given the opportunity to finished the story that he intended, you know, there are some pretty, quite a bit of inconsistencies in here, quite a bit of like those sex mocking us, not quite a bit, but at least a couple of them, a couple of like, hey, where did that come from? And uh, yeah, it's it's too bad that he didn't get a chance there, but there are flashes of brilliance, as you mentioned,
0: like he is a genius and so. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I, I compare it to film directors, you know, the, a lot of them did their greatest work when they were in the forties and fifties and kind of slowly trail off Some of the they may have more ambition with their work, but it's compromised in one way or another. Mm-hmm. and that's how I compare Kirby's work. It's still brilliant. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't reach the levels that we we got used to. Do you think this is Godfather part three? <laughs> yeah, that's a great analogy.
1: yeah, I think it might be a little bit better.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah but it's no good fellas
1: yeah it's true
2: it's
0: true
1: uh, at least he's not getting his uh his son to draw some of the page- most important pages no. <laughs> no, but yeah i mean i i still enjoyed it uh i actually was amazed by some of these panels like the panels were really inventive in some parts mm-hmm. um also but i did notice that like Greg Thinkson, I'm not familiar with him, but it, it looked like Greg Thinkson was involved in a lot of the inking and coloring. Could he have been the person who might have drawn some of the stuff too? Or because I mean, like dark Side does not look like a Kirby dark, dark Side at all.
0: I think Royer. Did they, I think Royer redrew some of those images uh, for um, the Omni oh got it okay but and I, I, there's quite a few places where the art is different
1: but i do love the coloring in the omnibus versus the i guess what what i have in the trade bag is original coloring and it's just kind of gaudy but
0: the the muted coloring on omnibus is preferable oh here's what, what Evanier says he did the new pages which are drawn to graphic novel proportions Royer was unavailable at the time, so these were inked and lettered by D. Bruce Berry. Oh, okay. Got
1: it. Okay. Yeah, I know D. Bruce Berry was in there a lot. I wonder what Greg Beekson had to do with it. but Yeah, he was he was a colorist. But he also did some inking,
0: too. Yeah. And Bill Ray yeah. did some coloring,
1: Bill also. Bill Ray, that's a, that's a name that I wouldn't associate with. Kirby? Mm-hmm. If we can jump in, I want to do one thing that that stands out to me, you know, is the uh, the panels on page 344. He actually has a 14 panel uh, page and the following one has all this like actually 18 panels on it, which is pretty crazy. I don't think I've ever seen in all of New Gods more than like maybe eight or nine panels a page. Let's go by the omnibus pages. So, if you go to page three fourteen,
0: ah yeah, I love this page too. It's, yeah. a, it, it's a, so this is like uh, so we should start out by saying the book starts with the revolt of the hunger dogs, who are kind of the men. I think they're all men who mm-hmm. live in the slums of apocalypse and full man of revolution against dark side Mm -hmm. Uh, they're the the title characters of the book but they're kind of supporting characters they're kind of an element that feeds into what you can see as the fall of apocalypse Mm -hmm. and for my money those first few pages are again just amazing classic kirby
2: Mm
0: -hmm. there's some Gorgeous drawing in there, like the scene on the second page of the graphic novel, when you have the hunger dogs behind a, a fence and they grab the guard and pull him close to them. There's just this the complexity of the image and the intensity of the the story mm-hmm. that I think Kirby pulls off beautifully. Like it, it the the idea of reaching your hand through a fence is pretty hard to draw, and he draws it very yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That is a good page, first and second, yeah. And then the third page where you have a whole bunch of, again, all men, running and fighting to, to start the revolution is just spectacular. Mm-hmm. It's just a classic Kirby scene. And then immediately on page three, we see the theme emerge that we saw in the last book, which is you may try as much as you want as a person, but technology is going to defeat you anyway. I just want to call that out because I think it's those are all themes that we're gonna have resonate as the book goes on.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's a lot of technology. I think one of the things I noted down on that on the following page, it's page 315 on the omnibus.
2: Mm -hmm. The one
1: that has 18 panels. What's interesting, and this was inconsistency. I was gonna ask you about it. So his henchman is essentially suggesting nuclear warfare right and yeah. dark Side says you expect me to sanction this filth as if like he has a conscious conscience it's kind of interesting do you think he is developing a conscience i don't know why he would ask that I, that's what i was thinking is this an inconsistent characterization of dark Side or he's really just He's no, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's developing it. I know he's losing his friends. He doesn't have any friends anymore. He's kind of like Macbeth at the end of, you know, that play where like all is he's killed everyone he could have killed and people are storming the castle. And, you know,
0: I like that because all throughout this book, I was thinking it feels very Shakespearean.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because here's this. You can't call him a tragic hero because there's nothing heroic about him, but he's this great figure who reaches a fall mm-hmm. through his own hubris. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and I, I think sorry, what not. he I think what Dark Side wants is physical battle and not abstracted battle. He wants people to be literally fighting hand to hand. And what's being given him is the technology. The gas and the chemicals and really the atomic bomb. And when he rages on the fourth page of the graphic novel, on page 314, he's screaming about, it's fear It's fear that rules the cosmos, primal naked fear. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants the fear of using those devices, but the, for them not to be used. Oh, could it also be, this is
1: interesting, now that you kind of bring a thought to my... Mind in that with the anti-technology side, he the more technology, the more people get to. At least in this book and Kirby's view, the more people start to rely on technology, and the more they start to rely on themselves, then they have less to fear from the gods. So they ha- the gods have less power. Kind of like,
0: yeah, they're bringing themselves up to the level of the celestials, as they call themselves
1: yeah oh yeah i think th- there's this idea maybe it's in thor maybe it's it's like one of these early recent thor stories where like the gods actually got energy from the prayer so if people didn't pray to them they actually did not have as much power and so same thing if they don't fear dark side, if they don't worship dark side, then he doesn't have as much power because this technology evens everything out
0: there's another page that implies that, and it's a scene where they are shooting the weapons to the planet. I thought it was really interesting the way Kirby plays it. Three sixty four in the hardcover. So in that scene, they're looking through a remote and they're watching the the destruction of New genesis which is a physical thing, actually meets Darkseid's criteria, and. Mm-hmm. For a second on panel two he's right in the middle of the crowd of all his warriors there, he's at the center he's clearly positioned in a way that kirby's has the eye focus on dark side which is like amazing storytelling and then as the events happen you see dark side move to the edge of the story edge of the next panel and everyone's rushing forward to see the events and then he runs away and that's like this moment where we actually see what he's scared about in the first pages of the book come to fruition and he's like I can't be part of this dark side basically says you know they're cowards for doing it this way but mm. control shall return I need to you know we need more discipline here
1: I also think there was a point in the book uh where he said that there's you know I didn't write it down but I think there was a mention of, like, you cannot suppress virtue or something like that. Yeah, that's that's that full page, right? Sorry, which page on the omnibus is this? I don't have the uh, Hunger Dogs graphic novel with me.
0: 316. Oh, 316. The risk is in the corruption of the virtuous because virtue has a bad habit of coming back. Exactly. That's what it is. Because if you
1: blow it up, it's not going to hold it back. You need to put fear into it. and. And I think the, the coolest thing that I was exposed to with the, with the uh, what's he trying to say? He wants to put fear into the people. And if mm-hmm. you have fear and depression and sadness, that's, there's no coming back from that. You could blow them up and someone will survive and come back with more vengeance. But if they have depression and if there's lack of hope and sad, there's sadness, then they won't come back. And I think that's, that's probably what his virtue is, actually.
0: Yeah, it like gets towards the anti-life equation, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. That's what I was saying. The anti-life equation, yeah. Darkseid's face is so interesting on that page, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I miss Kirby's
1: drawing. <laughs> Kirby, The Kirby look that this does
0: not exhibit. Did you want to say anything else about those two pages with all the panels in them? No, I think that was it. I think it was interesting that he doesn't want to sanction the
1: quote-unquote filth. And that was it. And then also the 18 panels was just amazing. Like, what is he doing there? I'm assuming it's up to him to create those panels. The other thing which was interesting was um, in the middle of page 315 um, on the omnibus, like in the middle, you'll see... um, Dark side facing his I guess in his soldier and at one point I was like are they the same like is that Dark side looking at himself
0: oh like, wow
1: like, like a mirrored look you know because that's what the panels are structured in a sense that like maybe it's like he's kind of building and I don't know what that would mean I don't think that's what Kirby meant to do but it, it's interesting to think about that like okay well all the like, he's just creating all these like evils in his mirror and they're actually
0: doing things that are even far worse than he would have thought i think that's a great i great perception maybe one of those things that kirby didn't even plan but that totally makes sense
2: mm-hmm.
0: this is the world he's creating his own image and i think if you want to be
1: a god at least in their case you could what uh get more with honey than uh than negativity he's
2: realized.
0: Yeah. So then Orion basically is able to recover from the wounds he takes at the end of the you got six from eighty four. Uh, the scene of him getting up is so awesome, just so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can see he's he's suffered, right? The pain is beyond description. He says his body just is riddled with with bullet holes and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the the reaction of the other people from well, I guess they're they're the hunger dogs, aren't they? Who are watching him recover is just spectacular.
1: Mm-hmm. I just was, you know, there's that the inconsistency. Is like what happened? Who, who went where? What? Who's Hyman? who's Becca that supposedly Orion is in love with? You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, out of nowhere.
0: I don't remember ever seeing Becca before. I don't think I've, have you ever seen Hy- Hyman? No. And I was wondering if he was from one of the other series that we haven't read. Oh, perhaps. Yeah, that's true. Because he's clearly someone that they all know, but actually he's not included in those Um, Who's who pages in the back of the Omni? Mm. What do you make of this soliloquy by Orion, too? I want to know love. I think I've found it here on Apocalypse. Well,
1: the first thoughts by him is like, oh shit, is he talking about my daughter? (laughs) Is he trying to get at my daughter? (laughs) That's like, by the ancient testament, can he mean my daughter, Becca? I think, um,
0: I don't know about where he says, I found it here. Maybe he means Becca. I think he has to because we see them together later. Later, And like she's yeah. holding him like she's his girlfriend.
1: But I also think it means that like, hey, you know, like this is where I belong. This is where I was born. I want mm-hmm. love from here. I, I didn't have a love from my real father and didn't get to see my mother because she was pr- in prison, you know? So I think like that's part of it, if we want to get philosophical
0: around it, or get deeper. And she'd have to be his, his proper mate, girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, because it seems like she grew up on apocalypse. Yeah, she's she's got this apocalypse in her. Mm -hmm. uh, That makes her like a good pairing for him. I think it's interesting that um, the way Kirby
1: frames apocalypse in this book is that they're not all evil they're just different people yeah yeah and i wonder if that's how he felt about germany when he went to war oh it's got to be in his mind doesn't it because you know you always get the picture of germany that everyone you know there's like maybe one or two people but everyone was like for hitler you know or like you know and and it's like that's not true you know and so
0: yeah he's showing some sympathy
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh that's so interesting then we flip over there's a gorgeous two-page kirby spread oh yeah he's his red carpet oh the other what i should call out too since we're talking about and we'll come back to her The narrative on that page is interesting too. Becca is all that was salvaged from Hyman's personal tragedy during the terrible days of Darkseid's attempt at mass extermination. Mm -hmm. So Becca's precious, not just to Hyman, but to kind of society, really. Mm -hmm. I
1: mean, when you mentioned, like when you're talking about the hunger dogs and you're like, it's all men, it's all men. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me, has he, has Darkseid, I mean, Again, I don't know if Kirby is thinking, but has Darkseid gotten rid of femininity? Because all we see are men uh, as hunger dogs, so
0: you don't have that that part of humanity. And That is literally the only. Well, there's. She's yeah, she's literally the only female character who talks. And so and uh, well, I mean the
1: the granny goodness and but I mean even they were suppressed in the previous book and yeah yeah and they're bred to like be warriors i mean i guess guys are too but it's just kind of interesting she's the only female or it could just be the limits of the, the the period where like women didn't get good characterizations in comics
0: that's a brutal world i think that's a interesting idea continue to move ahead there's a so um Page three twenty three is one of those pages that so I'm going to talk about this a few times. I think it actually looks better in the graphic novel, I think, than it does in the omnibus. For example, Darkseid's face at the bottom of page three twenty three in the graphic novel is more intense and serious. In the oh, yeah. in the Omni, it looks like he's rolling his eyes. And <laughs> before that, he looks like he's squinting in the graphic novel, and he looks like he's kind of, I don't know, his, his eyes just look small and looks weird on page three on page 323. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like, and I appreciate the attempt, but I almost feel like it, putting one next to the other, it's like Vince Coletta inking Kirby, mm-hmm. where just something just feels like it's off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's other pages and places where it's not at all a problem, like the previous page, which is another beautiful, intense, Kirby page, again, with all men, kind mm-hmm. of in subservience to Darkseid. But specifically in the drawings of Dark Side, I think it, things are just a little off in the redrawn Royer pages, to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, And not- so there's
0: also some corrections, like... On 322, the dot, the, uh, the narrative boxes are different. Mm. They're, they, they they don't have the yellow boxes. They're just uh, words against a background and looks different. And this is also one of the first pages where we see the, you know, they talk, uh, Avenir talks in the conclusion also about how Kirby would extend some of the pages that were originally drawn for comics and this is one of the pages where he extended the page so at the top in the top panel there's a gun aiming down at the hunger dogs Mm -hmm. and in the bottom panel there's just an extension of the scene so it looks larger and grander and again for my money and I'll probably say this again too I think it looks better with the extended images
1: and that's I don't have the Hunger Dogs in front of me, but the extended is in the omnibus, you mean? It's in the graphic novel, not in the omnibus. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll have to take a look at it. You know that graphic novel came there was a time, just as a history for those graphic novels, DC was putting out like I think they put out six different kinds of graphic novels, and Hunger Dogs was one of them. There, mm-hmm. there was one that um, Kevin O'Neill did like a robot type of thing. So it's kind of interesting. Like...
0: Yeah, actually, most of them are terrible. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. There's a great one drawn by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. It's just gorgeous. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they did a line of science fiction graphic novels. Mm. But most of them are kind of rotten. This is probably one of the good ones. I think it's the most controversial.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> people hated it at the time mm. so why uh, where do you want to go should we talk about Hyman attacking Darkseid? Yeah, I mean he just comes and grabs something I
1: actually felt like that part was really kind of I didn't see the point Hyman can, comes in steals the machine takes it back and then it gets destroyed
0: again so like there's like four pa- three pages there' like what was the point of that yeah, I agree. It just didn't really make any sense in context.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they're they're sending their soldiers, I guess, the machines or whatever monsters to
1: to war. Those green monsters. I don't know what they're on page uh, three twenty nine. Oh yeah,
0: the the I call them the right, the mag the swarming magnet maggots of apocalypse. Mm. Which are attacking New Genesis and eventually cause New Genesis to be destroyed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I love again. I love these Kirby designs on these ki- on these creatures. Yeah, they look so alien and weird, but also so creepy. Mm-hmm. It's a funny design with the like the glasses type things on their faces. I guess it's probably just bones. It, it's just spooky. Mm-hmm. I think it just looks gorgeous. Uh previous page is another page that Kirby extends, by the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He put some techno stuff above the word balloons. And then on the sides, he has curtains and some devices. And below he extends the panel just a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That that yeah. Hyman, the hymen, whoever is using it. Do we know who's using it? Dark side soldier friend is using it. Mm-hmm. And To me, again, it gives them the comic more of a widescreen look, which Mm -hmm. you probably couldn't. It looks better in the omnibus without it, but in the graphic novel, I think it looks Mm -hmm. better because of the size.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. It is kind of weird. There's a lot of white space on this graph,
1: on the omnibus. Yeah. Smaller version. But um, but I, I wanted to kind of also maybe, can we jump ahead to Lonar showing up at New Genesis?
0: yeah we've barely seen lonar
1: also there's another i've never seen him before i don't remember seeing him he reminds me of thor a little bit and kind of maybe shows a little bit of um the the virtuous people from
0: apocalypse yeah i see? can't tell if Hyman or rather high making fun of him when he says don't you look splendid in the trappings of the elder gods mm. like he's yeah i guess he is kind this might seem a little juvenile to you, High Father, but I love it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And this really cryptic comment that High Father makes, the past is becoming our future. What the world does that mean? Mm. Is he talking about the destruction of New Genesis because New Genesis was constructed out of, built out of apocalypse? Mm, that's interesting. He even says it's cryptic. Yeah. And, and Maybe that alert shook me up and made me think about that, but it just feels like such an odd thing to say. But I got the point that he that he can't have Lonar on the, on, on uh, New Genesis. Yeah, it kicks them off New Genesis. I'm mm-hmm. not sure why. I, again, I think this is one of those storylines you were talking about at the beginning, like it never really turned into anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think there's a part where, well, I think on page 333, Lonar says you have the power to return them. Terror for terror. Like he's asking Highfather Father to fight back the same way. And mm-hmm. it, they're not willing to do that. In fact, with that light ray, a right, light ray goes and attacks Apocalypse the best uh, New Genesis can, which we'll see on the following pages, where he reprograms all those uh, robots that were sent from Apocalypse into just,
0: I guess, not being violent.
2: hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Every- I want to ask one more thing about the maggots, because we saw the bugs at the end of mm-hmm. about the first run. It's interesting that Kirby keeps coming back to insects destroying things, mm-hmm. kind of ravaging over things. It's, uh, it kind of goes to Darkseid's point about analog creatures or beings or whatever destroying the world, rather than the weapons destroying the world.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. I just realized the hunger dogs on Apocalypse and uh, bugs on New Genesis are very similar. They're yeah. Both... Yeah. Keep going. I, I just was interested. It was just it's just interesting how like both of them subjugate people who they feel like are lower than they are.
0: Mm-hmm. But they're already animals. Yeah.
1: But I I do like Light Ray going and helping. Um, Orion and Becca and turning those robots that are attacking them into like, I guess non-violent robots who go
0: commit suicide or something. And it's cute how they're horsing around on that page when Bre- Becca brings them the tea. Oh and yeah,
1: yeah. And oh, light and yeah. light ray are
0: just that was around. It looks like.
1: Oh yeah, I put I put the Orion and Light Ray are playing grab ass.
0: <laughs> In front of Orion's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, I like how he he depowers the robots. It's also a great, weird Kirby page design. Oh yeah. And then it's so ingenious for Light Ray to basically reprogram the robot to destroy itself,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: destroy all its friends when it's when they're walking through apocalypse. Mm. You join them as a time bomb. Cosmos, you brain, you got them all. I'm fascinated by a character that's going to be
1: coming up in the following pages, but the next page, they're all like, uh, they they bring in a prisoner to test some of Metron's weapons on, him or Metron's toys on them, right? Yeah. I don't exactly know what happens there, but it just seems like maybe. Tools of gods. I don't know. It destroys humans. They they can't be exposed to gods.
0: You know the you know things that gods are exposed to. Is that right? I don't know. You mean the, the scene where the beggar runs and gets uh, Newt? I guess.
1: Yeah. They, yeah. What is that thing they put to his chest? Uh, Metron's torch, the flame of his creativity.
0: I have no idea what that is. Mm. I
1: think. That's kind of an interesting thing like the human it's almost like um being uh, exposed
0: to a god's knowledge is fatal mm. that's the work of Metron's micromark mm mm-hmm. Dark says it too the voice of a pygmy he calls mm-hmm. those devices pygmies
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i kind of I guess I kind of interpret it as being like a suicide bomber,
1: mm. Oh really? Okay. I thought it was just being exposed to a uh, because Metron has knowledge and creativity, flame of creativity, and it's just something that humanity cannot take with
0: the dosage that gods do. I like your interpretation more than mine. And
2: I don't, I don't. It fits don't,
0: the story, It fits the storyline so well. There was a Greek tra- Greek story or
1: tragedy where like. Didn't somebody try to get the flame of gods, and then when he reached it, it he was not able to do it. I, I forget what the story though.
0: Like. Yeah, that's Icarus who Icarus, yeah, built wings to try to get close to the gods, and instead the gods burnt his wings, so he couldn't fly at all. Mm. It's basically okay. stay a man because you can never become a god. Mm. And I think maybe that's
1: uh, there's also a portion of reading here where it says like just stay a man because you could do enough by being a man, like or a human. Cause that's what the hunger dogs are. They're just slowly humans, but they're taking back their, you know, they're gonna eventually be able to take back their city or their planet or whatever.
0: Yeah, and then immediately we see the revolution going on.
1: Yeah. And that stuff is interesting. I think for me, the Big interest, and Orion comes back, right? Like he comes and helps them out. Mm-hmm. That stuff is great, but I really want to, if we can, I mean, Darren Orion's, so I want to talk about Isak. Yeah. Fascinating. The best part of this book, in my opinion.
0: There's just something tragic about Isak, isn't there?
1: I mean, can we talk about I, mean, I reveal it right oh, now? Yeah, he's, he's so, so just to kind of a background. He is the. He's essentially Metron for Dark Side, helping him with technology and science, and he's the little boy that Metron takes around the show, everything around in the previous books. I did not put one that one to get until page 352 on omnibus. That was, right. I, I, I couldn't have guessed. I didn't think Kirby would get that sophisticated where the little boy sees himself in the future being corrupted and monstrous.
0: It's just, and it's the exposure to the knowledge that he can't take in that causes him to become monstrous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's... Kirby's saying something about knowledge?
1: I mean, am I right? Like, on page 352, is the yeah. boy seeing
0: himself? Yeah, he does. Is,
1: or is it a flashback?
0: Well, I think he's... It's all in his own mind, so I think he's seeing himself in his own mind.
2: hmm
0: But he's seeing the tragic end to his own life of like being perverted oh you're saying is he seeing himself in the future i think he is Mm. and he's is he seeing his death by orion
1: maybe not maybe he's not but it's interesting that like because metron is outside of time so he's taking him showing him the world and he might be showing him his own demise
0: I think there's gotta be something to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think Kirby's going for the corruption of the innocent by knowledge. Mm. But I think your interpretation is really smart.
2: Mm.
0: Maybe too much knowledge. Too much knowledge destroys. Mm. Well, and the fact it's juxtaposed with Orion on a rampage, you know, this is also destruction. It's just destruction of a different type.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think on page 352, there's a line that Isak uses after being corrupted. And he says, uh, um, Oh, great source. Why did you rob me of the early magic and the solidity of Metron's presence? I don't know how he ended up here. Uh, But there's another quote that he says. Is why do you bring change, diversity, and
0: forms unfit to behold? Yeah, unfit to behold, which is the opposite of m- what Metron believes, right? Metron believes you need to behold and take in everything. Mm-hmm. But it broke Esau, literally. Mm-hmm. It changed him into a monster. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's
1: why I think he sees it, because he's all like, am I Isak now? Am I the one filled with indescribable joy and the eerie structures of the cosmos?
0: Yeah, and all he wants to do is restore what he used to be. Mm. It's another one of the tragedies in this book. Yeah. We have so many. We have Orion looking for, for love. We have Darkseid looking to restore himself. Restores old happiness. Is Isak, regretting everything that's happened in his life. Mm-hmm. Is that why you think he's so fascinating? Because he's kind of this interesting tragic figure. Well, I mean, it's it's a tragic figure. I actually thought that he sees
1: himself die, kind of like Twelve Monkeys, but maybe mm-hmm. that's not exactly the
0: intention of this panel. It's just a little confusing. It might have been a flashback. Uh, I like how Orion takes mercy on him in a way. Yeah. He, he does shoot him, but he says, "You know, this is this is my environment, not yours. That you had you stayed on New Genesis, this never would have happened."
1: Yeah, and he sticks to like, his face.
0: Yeah, yeah. See him not as a bitter pawn, surprised in fatal defeat, but only as a child fallen onto cruel days.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then three panels of silence as Orion just looks at him. Mm-hmm. It's such a nice moment of humanity in the middle of the war Mm -hmm. and i think it shows the growth orion has had in the intervening time since the end of the first series Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah
0: well i mean we see it in the next page where he's like with his
1: wife girlfriend in love i gotta i gotta be straight with you boo you gotta look at my face (laughs) right there can be no love, Becca, unless it lives with truth.
0: And here's my face. And she says, the truth is who you are. And I love you for who you are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is what he's been searching for for as long as we've known him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: What's interesting is, like, Becca's from the same planet. So, technically, he's like him. So... Yeah, she's but, a yeah. celestial, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but she's probably not, like, a
0: monster. No. Like is. I and think it, she's, more, she's more like Scott Free. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Or it could just be
1: that, you know, he's, his bloodline is bad. So, like, it's not even about the looks part, but, like, hey, here's my bloodline. Yeah, I'm evil, but, yeah. I love that page. Um, so... As they're like lovey-dovey things, <laughs> uh, New Genesis blows up. I love that uh, that page, three sixty 360, to three sixty-three. Um, oh, we
0: get uh, the final Kirby uh, collage. Yeah. Were
1: well, collages big deal back then? I guess they didn't have like scanners and everything, right? Like he had to do this all
0: manually. He did all manually. He cut out pages from magazines and stuff, mm. and glue them all together. So. I've seen a couple of them at conventions and they are like these amazing giant things that look like he just cut out, literally like he cut out pictures and pasted them on top of his original art pages. Oh, interesting. Like this one, I don't see any art. Maybe. No, not even New Genesis. Or, or not New Genesis, but the the surviving uh, orbiting part of New Genesis. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's kind of spectacular. It's just so wacky. I'd love to have a poster like this. Yeah, heck yeah. What do you make of High Father's strategy of blowing up New Genesis and then using the rocks from it basically to attack Apocalypse? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I think the only thing I could think of is
1: the whole idea of new genesis if you're going to call it new genesis then it's always going to be new right so like just uh, ref- um, you know refresh your old ideas I'm just wondering did he kill some bugs with that or did he take all the bugs into his own and the little piece that they're in
0: he probably didn't care about the bugs <laughs> man these new gods <laughs> Gosh, again, like, I think the graphic novel is just slightly better in the way they draw Darkseid. Mm. But uh, there's that page I was talking about where, you know, the Darkseid's minions plunge ahead and he kind of wanders off. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, to get back on the, the topic of New Genesis exploding itself, I was wondering if High Father wants, in some ways, to free New Genesis from being shackled to apocalypse that he doesn't want to have that duality anymore instead he wants it to be its own separate Mm. world you know and i think that's part of what he talks about at the very end of the book when he's talking about basically you know it may become an endless night but we're going to just find our way wherever we need to be Mm. oh yeah it's a spaceship now yeah it's a spaceship and it's just going to wander the Mm. hunger dogs have their full revolution their anger is raw power. Do we know where um, after, well, so
1: Darkseid attacks um, Orion and Hyman and Becca, kills um, Hyman. Do we know what happens to Orion and Becca? Next page. Oh, they go in a little spaceship
0: Oh, adventure. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Darkseid goes in his little pod, shoots Hyman, and then Orion escapes in his own different pod, his own space space pod, with now two women in his life. Mom and
1: wife. Oh yeah. Mom oh. and
0: wife or girlfriend. That's Suddenly crazy. he's not alone anymore. And suddenly, he's not flying his astro harness; he's flying a spaceship, mm. and the rest of the people from New Genesis are flying in their own different spaceship. Mm. So everyone, uh, at bottom bottom of page three sixty nine, we see the spaceship lift off, and we see just a three shot of the the camera basically moving further mm. away from. Dark side. He looks like he's completely alone.
1: Uh, you know what's so funny is that panel looks like it's. Uh, it gives you the illusion that it's just the
0: panel is disintegrating too. Yes. Yes. So Orion has some sense of companionship. Finally, some sense of love. He can finally be reunited with his mother, who was one of the few people who actually loved him. His father. He's abandoned completely. Uh, Darkseid is all alone. And Orion just... has companionship. Yeah. All the other gods have companionship. Isak obviously gets killed. Yeah. But the real loser, the real person who experiences the tragedy is Darkseid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because he tried so in such a futile way to bring back his old friends in the previous graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And now he's just... Literally alone, as as his entire world, like you're saying, disintegrates around him, mm-hmm. and that's the last we see of him. And okay, we're told that Darkseid kind of regains his power, but he's really never going to truly regain his happiness. And then we, and then we see New Genesis basically floating into space, and they're saying, and High Father's Leading them to a new world,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. where they can, you know, they can have a voyage of wonders, get closer to the source. It's kind of very, almost romantic in a in a large R sense, you know. Yeah. Very gorgeously sci-fi. This is great. And then this weird final note, where Metron is just always still out there. Yeah. That last page is just a weird page.
1: He's accumulated massive knowledge, which he's eager to display.
0: I guess, what do you think of this planet he's towing behind him? That's Earth, I think. That's, okay.
1: And what do you think he's doing to Earth? I think he's going to share his knowledge, knowledge with the humans.
0: Oh, and we're going to transcend ourselves
1: or something. Yeah. This is like a 2001 Space Odyssey.
0: Oh, dude, I love that. I didn't even think of that. Yes. He's acquired massive knowledge, which he's eager to display. Kirby now creates the DC Universe. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first time I read this back in the day, I thought it was an unsatisfying ending. <laughs> And even when I reread this again last week, I felt like it was unsatisfying. And now, as, as I read it for the third or fourth time and as we talk about it, I feel like this is a great ending to the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think,
1: he, I think it is a great ending. Yeah, I think, you know, despite the art issues, this is a great ending. You know, there's, there's some inconsistencies there, but I think the ending is great. Like, everyone... I mean, you would have hoped... I'm assuming he you know, he wanted Orion or Darkseid or both of them to die. That would have been the tragic Greek ending, but um, but this is a happy ending, and it is a good conclusion to the story, and then, you know, they're going to beat it to death. Although I do like Grant Morrison's final crisis. But.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good new God stories, but if it had ended with this, with Darkseid being stuck as his own defeated self, mm-hmm. and with Orion finding love and happiness, family that he's been desperately wanting, and then New Genesis in general kind of becoming more transcending itself. I think mean, that's a great ending.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good standalone story. I don't even feel like I needed to read the other, you know,
0: Fourth World stories. And so the- even though this is his last work. Of any real importance, I think it was a great work.
1: So, what does he go on to do the Phantom Force after this? Is that it?
0: But that's all that was in the Kirby vaults. Mm. So, what's the thing that he does after this? Is that this is pretty much it, huh? It's pretty much it,
1: if I remember right. I mean, he was still young. That's the crazy thing. I mean, he died when he was 76, probably, I want to say, maybe nine years later. So he's maybe 60, 67, 68. I mean, their cartoons were still working
0: at in their 90s, you know? He was born in 1917, so he was about 70.
1: Oh, was he? Okay.
0: When he was drawing this.
1: Hmm. Oh, okay. All right.
0: Yeah, a little little younger than that, late sixties. Actually came out the same time as that Superpowers miniseries that's in the other. Kirby Omni—that's not very good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But they, but DC was nice enough to license Darkside and other characters for toys and stuff, and he was able to get a nice annuity out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And um, yeah. So, what do we want to talk about next? We want to keep this project going.
1: Yeah, let's talk about maybe Mister
0: Miracle. All right. Next week, Mr. Miracle, number one. All right.
2: Oh, thank you.